It's yet another episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We welcome a special guest you can see right below on YouTube. We're going to introduce her in just a sec, but we got a lot to get to. We're just going to talk some Coyotes hockey on today's episode. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Locked On Coyotes. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are 100% free and available wherever you get your shows. We got a good episode on today. We have a special guest, if you can see below us, Leah Merrill from PHNX Coyotes, another one of the daily shows out here in Arizona. Leah, it's good to have you on to talk just some Coyotes hockey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, it's going to be quite the day. I mean, we don't like it's one of the first days in a while. It's it's like, well, we don't really have a lot to talk about. But, you know, it's uh, the one thing I always thought about. It's 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 been a long time since since you and I have good. I know it's been years um, because a lot of people know probably know that you were down here in Tucson a long time ago when you were working with the Roadrunners and also at the U of A. Um, But uh just talk some coyotes hockey as well it's good to have you absolutely robin and i were some of the only people at the u of a who were hockey fans and people who aspired to be in hockey media so we go way back to our times in tucson oh those uh, a lot of those times especially what the uh um the 2 p.m friday oh yeah it was on a wildcats games when no <laughs> one was in the stands and it was just you and i just talking random just us in the press box or the days where it was the u of a doubleheader, the two o'clock u of a game and then the seven o'clock roadrunners game and we're in the building for 12 or 13 hours but it was fun times it was fun times it absolutely was but but now you're up you're up with uh with ph and actually you've got two great guys you're working with with uh, uh with with craig morgan and Pete. tell me what that's like because that's like um I'm, like, you guys seem like you really enjoy each other <laughs> yeah we really do um it's funny i really i didn't know them before i started this i mean obviously i know i knew who both were i actually work with pd's son jackson um, at U of A hockey when we were both at the U of A. So I knew Jackson before I knew PD, which is pretty funny. But um, I think the three of us got along right away. It was kind of intimidating, you know, two guys who'd been, you know, in different positions, but been in the professional hockey world for so long. Um, but they both just made me feel so comfortable. And we've really developed um, a good chemistry, I think. It's really fun working with them. They both bring something different. You know, Craig has his years of journalistic experience and his expertise. um, And he's also really funny. I think he doesn't get credit for how funny he is. And then PD, obviously on the coaching side um, has all of that knowledge and expertise. And he's just a a ball of anxious energy and he's really creative. So it's been really, really fun working with both of them. It's definitely a good chemistry. I know I have not seen anyone complain about it, uh, (laughs) which is rare because it's it's sports broadcasting. Like people are going to complain about everything. Yeah, only nice things I've seen. Uh, yeah, which is great. Yeah, definitely as a family. Um, 
But one thing I'm, you know, obviously should bring up is, you know, PHNX obviously ran, you know, rounding out their their first season, you know, covering the Coyotes, and it's um it's awesome because like you know we're seeing a lot of you know a lot more Coyotes media get podcasts out there, um and it's you see all the different perspectives and seeing seeing all that, but you know rounding out that first season though like. You know, how has that been, you know, you know, for, for you, obviously, you know, being now covering the Coyotes full time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was my first time covering the team full time. I've obviously followed along over the years um, as a fan, but, it was, and, you know, this was a challenging season this last season. You both know um, mm-hmm. not yes. a lot of wins. It's, it's a lot easier to cover a team when they're winning. Down the hall from us was the Suns crew covering the Phoenix Suns and their successful season. So a little bit of jealousy there, but um, it was really awesome. I mean, a lot of, you know, those games in the middle there where they're losing, you know, by four goals or more so much in a row, you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this? But I think the people you work with make it great. And then also just all of this stuff about the future is so exciting for this team. It'd be one thing if there was no hope. I think there's a lot of teams in situations that, I wouldn't want to be in where like, are they going to rebuild? What, what's their plan? You don't really know. Um, I'd rather be covering this team now really bad, knowing that there's a lot of good stuff to come than, you know, maybe somewhere that's like in the middle of the pack with no real identity. So it was, it was a fun, it was a really fun first season, a really interesting one. And I think it'll make future seasons when the Coyotes have more success, a lot more fun too. Say what you will about Bill Armstrong, but he definitely made sure that everyone knew the team was rebuilding. Yep. <laughs> Just shipping out anyone Not with a pulse. Behind it. No yeah. hiding behind it whatsoever. Absolutely. You got to respect it. Um, it was funny, though, because we were actually questioning it to start, right? Like, you know, last, I think um, this was last summer. Um, and I, I, like when I was doing the show, um, Solo Carl wasn't on full time yet. And I was like, What's going to happen with this offseason? Are they going to completely rebuild, or, or do we do I set a price tag? Do we start setting a price tag on Connor Garland? Um, because I've been talking about him all season long prior, and then then it just it drops. I'm like, well, let's actually start the ground up rebuild because this is the signal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you have to. I mean, Carl just said it. You have to give Bill Armstrong credit. There's been so many years where they've started to go that way, but they've never fully committed, and I feel like. The moves that they made, it was a full, full commit to the rebuild. Um, you know, getting rid of Connor Garland was part of it. Getting rid of Oliver Ekman Larson was part of it. Um, and just kind of stripping down and 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 bringing in all those first round draft picks. I mean, the the Oliver Ekman Larson and Garland trade got Dylan Gunther in the draft, and then um, the Darcy Kemper trade got another first round pick. So just a lot of moves put in place last summer. But it is funny because being a fan at least of this team for so long, you've never seen a full commitment to the rebuild. So I feel like there's always that inherent skepticism. It's like, is this, is it really going to happen? But um, it seems like it is hopefully still early. Yeah. Like the early rebuilds, what it was like shipping out like Martin Hansel, uh, Bodker. Like, yeah. they, they were kind of like smaller moves. Uh, I think not, re-signing Mike Smith was probably like kind of the biggest indication, but, but yeah, you're, you're right. Although I'm also not sure if the team really had like the pieces to like ship out like that uh, in the same way. Like 
Connor Garland was fetching a price. Darcy Kemper was fetching a price. Um, and, you know, they went on to have pretty good seasons. Like, you can see why the Colorado Avalanche wanted to get someone like um, Darcy Kemper in net. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're talking with Liam Merrill of PHNX Coyotes, PHNX Sports. On this episode of Locked on Coyotes, we're just talking Coyotes hockey and a lot of different things on today's episode as we uh, go continue through this offseason. Before we to get into any more, though, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Right here in Arizona, obviously, it is getting really, really hot and the monsoon, monsoon season comes. And I'm pretty sure the last thing you guys want is for your car to break down and you have to take it to a shop and have to pay an arm and a leg to get it repaired. Why not just get it done beforehand? Oh, you can get parts from rockauto.com. Save yourself a lot of money. You can save yourself 50% or more on parts. And again, it's a, it's a family business. They're in do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and it's just got everything from a bunch of different makes and models. So go ahead and check it out yourself. You can guys, guys can go to rockauto.com and check out all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, be sure to tell them that Locked On sent you and their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com And we have an important favor to ask you guys. We put together a survey so we can learn more about the listeners like you to make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $10 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. And thanks again for your help. So once again, Robin Leona, Carl Pavlik, Leah Merrill on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Um, and, you know, I, I, one of the things I, I keep thinking about, um, Leah, I, I think is just when the, this this uh, season, just covering the Coyotes and just covering the Coyotes organization. Because again, like, we, like I mentioned before, you were part of the Roadrunners uh, organization before that. Um, you know, this, what, I guess what would have been your favorite stories covering the Coyotes um, this year or when you were with Tucson? Um, well... I'll have to think on Tucson, but just looking back at this year, um, I think some of the moments for me were was the Schmaltz seven point game was crazy. That that was electric. Um, That Eastern Conference road trip where they were winning a ton of games, like it was kind of stressful because you thought, oh my gosh, are they gonna botch this and you know miss out on picking in the top of the draft? But you know they they got back to the program a little bit later on. But that was a blast. Um, so it's always these pockets of when the team is winning and having success um, that makes it really fun just to see the Schmaltz and Keller chemistry this season, to see how they um, were growing. I think also Corel Vamelka's first shutout um, against Winnipeg, I believe, in November. That was a ton of fun. Um, so those were some of my favorite memories for sure um, this past season. When I worked for the Tucson Roadrunners, it was the second season um, that the Roadrunners were in Tucson. It's funny, like, I really can't think of anything. It was a good team at the time. Um, I remember that, but they made the playoffs. They did not get out of the first round, I don't think. But They got they beat the Barracuda in the first round okay, and lost maybe. to the Stars in the second. There you go. Your memory is better than mine. But um, what's cool now, looking back on that team, was Dylan Strom was on that team. 
Lawson Krause was on that team. Um, I think the first year, not the year I worked for them, but I, I still went to games the first year. Um, Christian Fisher was on the team. Um, Connor Garland, obviously on the team. Michael Bunting on the team. So all of these players that I got to, you know, be there for while they were in the AHL, then to see them go on and have the success they've had. I think Bunting and Garland are two perfect examples of um, players who really spent the, did their due diligence in the AHL and went on to have a really successful career so far. Um, it's really cool to have been part of that in Tucson, seeing them there um, and now seeing the success they're having in the NHL. So those are just to name a few Coyotes season memories and then some Roadrunners significant moments, I guess. Uh, one thing I got to ask is I, because the one thing I remember that happened during the uh, Roadrunner season, that Road, Road Run, that specific Roadrunner season um, and I can't remember whether or not you were there. You might have been um, at, in, in, in the room at this time, at, at this one. You probably were. Um, it's just not coming to me. But it was when the right before the All-Star break um, when they were getting ready to go to the All-Stars. And Mike Van Ryan, just at the coach at the time, just goes off the rails on officials. I don't um, know if I remember that. I don't. That's always a fun memory. <laughs> Seeing a coach <laughs> complain about the officiating. Uh, <laughs> Especially, like, in all the things that have come out in the past couple of years, uh, like, just, it, well, it's great to complain about officials sometimes. It was funny, because I wrote an article about that for then I was writing for AZ Desert Swarm, and I didn't switch over to Fight for Howling yet. And um, I wrote, it pretty much says, Mike Van Ryan calls the refs, um, I forgot what he called them, whatever, um, in, in, uh, in Lost in Chicago Wolves or something. Um, and later during the playoffs against against texas there were some very obvious bad calls and because i knew the way mike van ryan was i was like you know what let me see if i can ask him he's like i'm not going to comment about the officials this time i got in trouble last time (laughs) (laughs) which was what was funny though because the the first time he's like and i know i'm going to get in trouble for all this but i just don't care yeah sometimes (laughs) they don't care and they'll just you know take the heat to say it but I don't remember yeah. that, but I'll take your word. I'll have to go back and read your article from the time. <laughs> I mean, what Mike Van Ryan do after that? Just go on to be with the St. Louis Blues, yeah. win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Clearly, just a blue ruined his career with that comment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I had to bring that one up, though, because like that's one thing that like whenever I talk to anybody covering the Roadrunners, I always bring that up because that was a, that was a pretty fun time. <laughs> Yeah, so that year was a really good year. Yeah, it was fun. The, the team won a lot, so I remember having a lot of fun working for the team at the time. Um, there's a couple other things too. Um, maybe even not just covering the Coyotes, but oh, actually, yeah. But um, of course, like being a Coyotes fan, there's a lot of <laughs> you know, like I guess a lot of emotions, a lot of different things that happened in the last yeah. few years, like that you that that any of us can talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well. Where do we go back to, and what what category do we start with, good or bad? Because <laughs> oh, the bad man. seems to outweigh the good. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly bad, and then there's <laughs> some pockets of good, uh, yeah. and that's pretty much my entire time, like covering the Coyotes and being a Coyotes fan. Just a decade of mostly bad. I, yeah. Very I remember true. when I first came in, like when I first came here to Arizona and I started, like had my radio show on at the U of A and I was like, I would bring up the Coyotes so many times and I'm just like, oh my God, just talking about the Coyotes just makes, makes my head hurt. 
<laughs> I know. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about good memories, you have to talk about 2012. And I don't think you were in Arizona yet. No, I was you. not. Yeah. So I was in high school at the time. Um, and I was actually at the game six against the Nashville Predators when the Coyotes won to go to the Western Conference final. Um, and it was like one of my top all time moments as not just a hockey fan, not just a Coyotes fan, but as a sports fan, um, just being in the building with seeing the whiteout, the electric atmosphere. I mean, these were a group of fans who'd never experienced this before and still haven't experienced it since, but maybe one day. Um, but that's one of my all-time favorite memories, the 2012 Cup run. And I have so much hatred for the LA Kings because, A, you have to as an Arizona sports fan, but, B, because of them spoiling that run for the Coyotes. Um, so when I think about good, positive memories, that's one, obviously, that stands out for me. I'm sure it does for a lot of people. Yeah, I was at that game. Uh, I remember the uh, Beat LA chant uh, at the very end when you could just, like, Nashville was out and people were anticipating, like, that next round. Uh, very electric. Uh, I do, like, I remember that Chicago series, too, and that yeah. one seemed to be just really good atmosphere. Yeah, and the only time the Coyotes have won a playoff series uh, was that 2012 year. Hey, unless you want to count the bubble, but I don't know if that counts as winning a playoff series. It counts as postseason technically, just not playoff. Yeah, it's postseason success. Uh, <laughs> but Which is why we make the joke that the Coyotes have more, uh, have more postseason se- series wins in the last... Um, I think, and, what, 17 years or something? Yes, the... and, uh, uh, than, the, than the Toronto Maple Leafs do. Yeah, it's brutal. It's tough out here. It's tough. But, you know, some other things like the Shane Doan hat trick. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, w- I don't know if you two were there, but the last game at Gila River Arena was kind of special. Like, that was wild. Um, yeah. I was, not that, I was not at that one. I actually had the work um, for, a, uh, for my then day job at the radio station. Um, but I, had, uh, I, went to the, I went to the week before. Um, where there was another s- interesting comeback that came out of nowhere, but yeah, yeah that, that last one was wild. Even I was even watching from TV. Yeah, and it was just a really great atmosphere. It was one of the best. I mean, I didn't go to a ton of the games this year just because we were covering the game from the studio, but um, just games that I've attended as a fan, being part of that last one and when they made that comeback, and it, at that point, it didn't matter. Like if really, if they wanted to lose the game, it didn't really have an impact on. Their draft picks, but if you're gonna close out a game in a building the way that they did it and that atmosphere, I would have thought it was a sold out building if I didn't know otherwise, just based on the atmosphere. Hula River Arena was really nice. Uh, there was just all that baggage that came with it being in Glendale and dealing with Glendale and and everything else, but like I, I'm gonna miss Gila River Arena. Uh, Me too. I've only been to like one concert there, and most of the bands I see now don't play arena <laughs> shows. So it's like I'm probably never gonna go back there uh, for anything. You don't uh, want to see professional bull riding at Gila <laughs> River Arena? Come on! <laughs> uh, no, no, I really don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, not much of a reason to be on that side of the valley, anyways. Yeah. yeah. And, and I and live the, the so much closer now, and I still don't want to go to that side yeah. of the valley. 
Yeah, the building itself is nice. Like, I wish they could have just picked up the building and... And moved it. Moved it. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a knock to the people of the the West Valley. It's just that it wasn't the right place. Um, but you know what? I, I feel like I grew up there in a sense. Um, when I moved to Arizona, my mom actually worked for the Coyotes um, our first year living here. And, you know, being from Canada... That being at a hockey game, I felt at home. You know, I was it was a huge culture shock moving from Toronto to Phoenix. It's two completely different places. So for me to get to spend time at Coyotes games, it felt it was a sense of home for me. Um, and that's what I'll always think of Gila River Arena as, you know, even though there is a lot of icky memories associated with Glendale and Gila River Arena. Like for me, it always ha- will have a sense of home. Um, one thing I want to get to before we get to a, uh, another quick ad, uh, Leah is, uh, of course, being a high school student during the early 2010s, um, there was a lot of hype around Austin Matthews around that time. Yep. Um, like, what was that like, you know, then? Cause like, I'm pretty sure, cause like Scottsdale was probably all talking about this kid. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny about this. So I went to Horizon High School. Um, they actually have a pretty good high school hockey team. Um, and a few of my good friends were on the hockey team at the time. And when you play youth hockey in Arizona, it's especially then, it, it's just so interconnected. Everyone knows everybody because it's not, this isn't Minnesota or, or Massachusetts where there's a billion hockey players. So a lot, and Austin Matthews, I think, is the birth year. He's, two years younger than me or one I don't remember I think two but anyway a lot of my friends from high school played up grew up playing hockey with him but I didn't know that his name was Austin Matthews when they talked about him they called him Poppy because that's his nickname and that was his nickname forever so they would talk about Poppy oh my gosh Poppy so good oh we were hanging out with Poppy in this so I was just like oh this Poppy kid is great and then when Austin Matthews, like, you know, his draft year and the hype of him possibly going first overall, blah, blah, blah. He's from Arizona. And I was like, wow. And someone was like, yeah, that's Poppy. And I was like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> I literally, like, never made the connection because to me, and like, when I was in high school, I just knew about Poppy. Like, I didn't know who Austin Matthews was, but it's the same person. So that's my little uh, story about <laughs> hearing I'm the buzz so- around Austin. I'm just surprised his nickname of Poppy goes back to high school. That is not least, a nickname I would pick for a high schooler. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely yeah. love it. Once again, we're talking of Leah Merrill of PHNX Sports on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. As we just talk about a lot of different things from covering the Coyotes to just uh, what it's like being a fan. We're going to get to more of that in just a moment. But first, we're going to go to a quick word from Carl. So I have a message from our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC right down to boxing. The Stanley Cup finals are going, or final, sorry, uh, is going to be starting today, so... Definitely feel free to you know head over to bed online, get some information. Uh, I think pretty much everything I've seen has the avalanche as the favorites, but definitely want to stay up to date. And bed online is your continued source for all your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and more. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bed online, 
where the game starts. All right. So one thing I definitely want to talk about, Leah, is um, we're now close to about two weeks removed from that city council meeting, the wildness of it. Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure like yeah, you like me were, you know, tuned in remotely because yep. <laughs> you had to get ready for a show. Yep. But uh, man, the emotions going through that. Man, I mean, yeah, I actually texted Robin after and I said, or maybe it was like in the eighth hour. Like, I can't believe we're doing this. Um, I was, it was interesting because obviously if you've been, if you follow the team for a while, you've been a part of, or either just by association or actually watched or been to city council meetings before, but usually with the city of Glendale. Um, So this was my first time tuning in to one as an adult it was my first time tuning into one for that long and i've attended city council in journalism school but nothing like this um it was i mean it was the first two hours when the coyotes were making their presentation like i was amped it like that presentation got me so hype and then the call to the audience happened and that was a lot um, and it kind of started to get repetitive after a while like the people in support and the people in opposition it was kind of you know similar stories over and over but I think overall and and obviously the fact that they voted yes to uh, continue negotiations was a positive result it was like the most hope that I felt in a really long time when it comes to the future of this team I think like I said, that presentation was so amazing. And not just the Coyotes fans who showed up, but the Tempe community members and residents of Tempe who were excited for this. Um, I think, you know, when you start to think of all it can be outside of even just the hockey arena, but the entertainment district as a whole and what what that could be as a tourism destination for Gary Bettman to come on and say that the Coyotes would get an all-star game, a draft, um, and also a 30 year, no relocation clause. That was the biggest thing for me because I don't need to see another person on Twitter saying, move the team to Quebec or move the team to Houston. I can't do it. Um, so those were like kind of my takeaways and, and it, it got me excited. I think that the city council, obviously the people who were against it were against it, but the people who are open are open. And I think being open is really important because that's how you're going to, get this done and signed and shovels in the ground fingers crossed yeah i remember going to glendale city council meetings in 2011 and 2012 and (laughs) just just thinking like there's only so much of this fans are going to take like eventually fans are going to get tired of going to city council meetings and they really haven't uh and it's it's quite the dedication uh and i always admire it like just seeing people wearing hockey jerseys outside of the like standing outside in a hundred degrees yeah it's like uh, i I would not do that i that's why i get so upset too it's like oh the coyotes have no fans coyotes fans it's like are what fans of any team are going to show up to a like civic thing like a local politics and fight for their team literally like watching an eight-hour city council meeting it's not the most fun thing ever but pete People showed up and, and not just this time, but in all the years past and all those meetings, like you said, in the early 2010s, like people care. People want this team. That's why I'm so frustrated when people like talk smack about Coyotes fans, because I think Coyotes fans are some of the most passionate fans in the entire NHL. Yeah. 
and they get tested <laughs> a crazy amount too. Let's just hope the payoff is, is good in the end. We've put in a lot of <laughs> work here over the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah. especially that- since that meeting was not to approve the arena. It was to Open continue discussions yeah. about the arena. <laughs> yeah, Like that could have very easily been like a very quick meeting where you're like, yeah, we support this. And that was like, okay, yeah, we'll just move forward. But no, like it was eight hours of just pure dedication from from everyone involved uh even the people who opposed it like i would not wait eight hours for something that i was opposing that clearly was going to pass like that just seems like hopeless yeah. but it was a it was a time uh definitely a, a yeah. that video was cool though like the, yeah. the coyotes no. presentation just the, you know the, the the video that they tweeted out afterwards of what it would look like Oh my gosh! Yeah. Sign me up. I'm every so, now I'm and so... then. Every now and then, I hype myself up. I just take a look back at it again. So, <laughs> this is what we're working towards. This is what we're working. Towards. Yeah. Every next time the Coyotes lose eight nothing in like the five thousand seat arena, you're like, you just pull out the video. It's like, all right, <laughs> this is what we got. That, that's the that's another test Coyotes fans have to taste. <laughs> the the five thousand seat arena that we're, that they're that every other hockey team is just gonna talk crap about. Yeah. I think it's going to be electric. Oh, it's going to be loud. It's going to be really loud. I can't wait. Uh, I just like the fact that it's right by the light rail. So I can just not worry about driving to a hockey game ever again. Just hop on a train, kick back and relax. Yeah, it's going to be so much more accessible for so many people, which will be great. We're finally on the right side of the valley. Where all the hockey, hockey fans are. And just where every or all the action is. It's and you know what? If a player does feel like, oh, it's five thousand seat, they're gonna be very happy to be in South Scottsdale or Tempe versus the Renaissance Hotel in Westgate. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Craig uh, tweeted out that uh that article about all the great food options on the East Valley. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, that's when I learned they didn't like spinatos. And, uh... Yeah, Craig has some questionable food takes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is why I'm glad you tortured him with, with, uh, with ketchup on hot oh, dogs. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was uh, the Christian Fisher episode uh, where he's just like, I think you just don't like ketchup in a way that's beyond Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a you thing. It's not a Chicago thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Very Absolutely true. love it. But we're getting close to just about out of time of this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Leah, um, where can, obviously, we pro- a lot of our listeners probably overlap, but in case not, where can listeners find you? Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Leah Merrill, um, just my full name. Um, and you can follow our show at PHNX Coyotes on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes as well absolutely wonderful leah Miro once again thanks for coming on and we are just about out of time for this episode of lockdown and coyotes we want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day once again um and go ahead and next go tune to our uh, our uh, lockdown nhl show because they got all the stuff coming up to get you ready for the stanley cup final we're gonna have that coming up all throughout the next you know the next couple of weeks it's going to be absolutely exciting anyways if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we are available everywhere you get your shows including on youtube 
don't forget to interact with all of us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes, on Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin Le- underscore Leonio. It's Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock at F-H. Interact with us. Ask the question you might have. We might answer right back. We're on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Thanks, Leo, once again for joining us. And as a another teaser for you guys, as a reminder, tomorrow Will Scouch from Scouching is going to be joining us to talk about some Arizona Coyotes or, or draft prospects, rather. And uh, it's going to be an exciting one. So you wouldn't want to tune in for that. Anyways, hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!